to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. Today, um, we're going to ask a question, actually, and we're going to discuss it, which is, is the sky falling in the real estate market? Mm. And... I'm not going to answer that for you right now because we're going to talk about it. So (laughs) you have to listen to find out. Um, But what's really fun is that all three of us have been in business quite some time. And um, we are paying really close attention to what's happening in the real estate market. Um, I've been... How long have you guys been in? I've been in 18 years. How long have you been in? Sarah, you're almost the same. Yes. 17 years this year? Yeah. Yeah. And then Wendy, yeah. you've been I'm more of a newbie. It. So yeah. You're a newbie, but you've been yeah, around it. That's true. I mean, Jay's been with Keller Williams over 20 years, but really just yeah. for me, I, I got into the real estate market in 2009 and it was kind of on the way up um, yeah. at that point. So um, honestly, even though the first years were kind of lean, your first years in real estate are always kind of lean yeah. for most people. That's true. So, um, well, and with, yeah. Like with such a high percentage of real estate agents actually not making it more than three years in the business, we actually have a huge part of our population um, with home buyers and home sellers that have never experienced this market. I mean, really, if you're under 40, you probably haven't experienced this market because you were in college the last time we went through this. Yeah. Um, and if you're in real estate, the odds are, you know, over 60% of our industry was not here in the last downturn. And I would venture to say it's probably higher than that. So, um, you know, we want to dive in today to kind of share with you what we're seeing, what we're doing, what we're hearing, what to look for, um, so that maybe it saves you some time and stress. Um, and also maybe it gives you some education and, um, you know, some guidance on how to navigate these times um, as our market is changing uh, and rapidly at that. So why don't we dive on in? So when we take Wendy, a look, were, were, were oh, yeah, you one of the editors of Shift? <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, yes, un- I, I was actually. Yeah, <laughs> I have actually, I have actually edited all the books. I, I believe that many iterations of the one thing. But yeah, my kids were. I was actually a stay-at-home mom at that point. So when MREI mm-hmm. came out and MREI came out, I was yeah. I was you were heavy into those. Unpaid labor force. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, so yeah, you're right. So I read Shift probably in 2003, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, actually, and actually, I was a real estate investor um, all exact, through those kind of years. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really got into real estate investing in, in about then, 2000. I mean, mm-hmm. we had our first rental property in 2004. So yeah. We bought our first property in 06 and our interest rate was, we had a first and a second. Um, and our first was 6.375 and our second was 6.875. And we thought those are actually killer rates at that point. Um, yeah. And they're For not second, far from where amazing. interest rates are today. I yeah. know. Well, ours really was, was. Wow. well, ours was even higher. Our first house was, we bought in 2001. It was seven mm-hmm. and a quarter. We thought it was awesome. Yeah. 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 And then one of our flips, uh, it was actually our second flip that we did. And that was in 2006. And mm-hmm. we weren't able to sell it. So in Austin, 2006 was starting to go down. So we ended up keeping that house. We've still got it. I'm so glad we kept it. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of repercussions from back then. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with you guys? What how are, how are your teams doing? What's the feeling out there? We have this. So I like, just got done with with our one on one with 
I just got done with the one-on-one with our director of sales. And so she's definitely uh, feeling most of the heat, uh, both for me and from, from the agents. Uh, And so uh, we, we talked that through. And I I think the big thing right now is um, honestly protecting our mindset, right? If you, Mm -hmm. if you take time to scroll through social media and um, just watch, listen to the news, honestly, you can get into a really bad place. And so I'm, I'm being extremely um, protective over what, who I'm talking to, over what I'm listening to, over what I'm watching. And then I'm, I'm demanding that of my leadership team as well. Just first and foremost, I, I, we're going to get into some tactical things here in a second, but um, I just think it's so important. You know, I, I told the sales team, I was trading our entire sales team across all locations on Tuesday. And I said, um, all that's fake news. We have Empower Home News. Yeah. <laughs> Empower Home News is uh, mm-hmm. we know how to navigate this. We know what to do. Um, and we uh, lean into hard conversations. And that's Empower Home News. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the only news that we need to hear right now, not all the other news. So I love uh, that you're saying that's the that. That's the first thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting you say that. Like I, and so I was telling Wendy this because um, we were both at a wealth workshop this week. And for the first time in my life, I felt like if you go to your rib cage, and you know, like right in between your rib cage, you basically have like a little triangle. Um, I was feeling like such intense pressure, almost like your like intestines are being twisted or like wrenched um, for like seven days in a row. It was waking me up in the middle of the night. It was really painful. I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, I think I told Wendy, I was like, I think this is actually what anxiety feels like. And mm. I've never like, I've, I've been, believe me, y'all know, we've, we've been through plenty of stuff. We're in the middle of lots of stuff right now in addition to the market. Um, but I've never had that like just pit in the stomach, wrench, mm. gut wrenching feeling. And the first thing that I did the next morning after that, well, I scheduled an appointment with my chiropractor to like get those nerves loose, loosened up. But the second thing I did actually was I immediately unsubscribed from every news podcast I was listening to. I started listening to either music or mindset podcasts in the morning, in addition to empire building, of course. Um, and I um, like I started reevaluating what our coaching relationships are looking like. So you're so spot on. I think the first thing when you're encountering a major change like this is absolutely protecting your mindset um, and your body, right? Because yeah. if you don't have a vessel to to pour from or um, a mindset to protect you, then your actions actually are just going to be more destructive um, because you're going to be letting your subconscious rule all of that activity too. So I love that. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Well, one of the um, good things for me has been, so I'm a big fan of Ryan Holiday and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's written a lot of books, The Obstacle is the Way and his most recent book is on discipline. I haven't read it yet, but a lot of his, if you get his daily, he, get, he sends out a daily email. They're always mm-hmm. very powerful. And I've sent one to my team this morning. And uh, it's really, you know, it's really sort of everything that that we learn in the real estate industry, which is, you know, you, you can only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't control what happens out there. You can wake up every day and there's, and always, you know, basically what he says is, you know, bad things are going to happen. Like Ryan Holiday lives on a farm and he was doing this little video and he's like, look at this, like somebody dumped their crap on my, on my property. It was at at the end of his road. And he's like, you know what, instead of getting upset about it, um, you know, you just have to understand that A, stuff happens, B, people can suck. Yeah. 
And uh, D, the only, you know, C, the only thing that you can control is how you respond to it. That's right. Yeah. And and that's, and that's what you're talking about. That's mindset. So that is, it's, you can't control what happens, but you can absolutely control your attitude and your actions. And when you're in an uncertain time, like we are in the real estate industry right now, or really in a, in business in general, I mean, look at all these quarter three earnings reports coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in an uncertain time, that is what you can control your actions and your attitude. That's it. Yep. Yep. And as leaders, uh, a lot of you, I know a lot of you guys are listeners and you are leading teams. Maybe you haven't been a leader. Uh, you know, certainly almost all of our listeners, listeners probably went through COVID, which is awesome. It, it gave you the strength to do uh, what you're about to do in the next, you know, one, two, three, four, we don't know, five years. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it's hard. You know, leadership mm-hmm. is absolutely, it's absolutely difficult and you need to lean into um, those that have come before you, right? That's right. So I have a question yeah. for you guys. Like what, so how do you know your market is changing um, would be the first thing I would I would ask because we, you hear in the national news, things are changing, but we're all in different sub-markets, right? We all have different, mm-hmm. we all have different actual realities. And that was the same last time, right? Like it started on the coast and worked its way in, but it's not doing that this time when the market's changing. And so what, what numbers, metrics, leading indicators are you watching to help you guide the, the next part, which is the attitude and the actions, but what are you watching to help you give those leading indicators to know actually what you need to do? So good. Yeah. So the, the first thing um, that we're watching and looking at every single week is number of showings per listing. Mm-hmm. So um, how many, and, and we're counting, we're not counting open houses. So um, active buyers that are pre-approved, right? Um, right. Typically we'll ha- in the door. hire mm-hmm. an agent. Um, and so showings that are by a, by a buyer's agent. And so we're looking mm-hmm. at um, that first and foremost as a leading indicator of what of what the market is doing. And then, of course, um, number of active listings um, is being tracked for each of our active list, like in in our listings neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. are, we're looking at active listings, not under under contract and sold. You don't want to look at anymore. Um, that's old. 30, 60 right. days old. Active. And so you want to look at showings and actives um, to understand what's going on for your specific listings market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So I think there's kind of almost two categories. One is like, what are the what are the metrics you're looking at in the market? And mm-hmm. then what are the metrics of your team, right? So mm-hmm. you've That's got right. uh, some of the things that are specific to your team, like Sarah's talking about. And then, you know, the other thing is really looking at your financials. You know, mm-hmm, so I know right. some of you probably, um, you maybe don't even know how much money you've made this year, and it's really important uh, to get a to get a handle on that uh, to really understand what your gonna what your burn rate is. You know, Keith Cunningham right. calls it dry powder. You know how much how much money do you have? How much runway do you have? Um, and and then I would actually say the third category of numbers that you probably want to look at is your personal expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got like what's going on in the market, what's going on in your particular market in terms of your business and your financials and then your personal expenses. And, you know, for those of you that are self-employed and a lot of you have got two people in the real estate business in your family. Um, you know, I know Sarah is looking at the same thing. She just launched a new mortgage company and I'm sure, you know, I know, uh, you know, mortgage applications are, 
unbelievably oh, yeah. w- way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, pr- that's pretty yep. scary when you've got two people in the that's same, right. yep. in the same business. They're, bu- they're about done, quarter over quarter. They're down about 50% for a power home mortgage, um, mm-hmm. our mortgage company. And so that's the reality. I think George and I had a serious conversation last night, um, at, at date night, fun date night conversation <laughs> about h- how long we could not take any income from any That's of the right. companies mm-hmm. to, to pivot, to survive this. That's um, right. because you know, we're, we're in a position to be able to do that, um, for quite some time and just a very serious conversation as a couple of like, what are we willing to do? What are, what are we okay doing? What mm-hmm. are the things that we can adjust? Um, personally, I, I think that's honestly the first thing everyone should be looking at. I love that. Is yeah. their personal so expenses. And then yeah. also as a leader, what are you willing to do to sacrifice? You know, for, for, for me, people resources are, um, the best, ROI I've ever gotten. Meaning mm-hmm. my my team, my top leaders, my key em- employees will always get us the biggest return out of anything. So for me, when the, the market shifts, it's like, okay, am I willing to sacrifice my own income to, to That's sustain right. keeping those people mm-hmm. through this time until it gets better, right? To ensure that I don't have to refine them later. Right. That's right. Uh, and so that's what we're looking at right now at a, at a really high level. Um, when I think that's something that all three of us care deeply about is that human capital is the most precious resource that your business can have. And so, um, and I know even Keller Williams International just had to go through, you know, one of the first rounds of big layoffs like that they've ever had to. And I know how much that weighed on the leadership and even having to consider that because the human capital at Keller Williams is so talented that even having to consider any one layoff is, is a huge deal. And I know all three of us in our, our own businesses work really, really hard to recruit, retain, and and lead and motivate really amazing people. And so the thought of then having to start that over or not being in relationship with someone, um, we're willing to sacrifice a lot to get there. But that means that your personal expenses have to pair way back, mm-hmm. that you need to reevaluate what you're looking at. Um, maybe your vacations look different. Maybe your spending needs to look different. Maybe your leverage at home needs to look different so that you have more time to focus on the things that you need to in the market. Um I will say the other two leading indicators that we watch is in our market. We've done an episode on this, but we watch um, number of active homes hitting the market. Um, we also watch number of homes going under contract on a weekly basis in mm-hmm. our market. And we watch the number of price reductions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in our metro area, yeah. we're also watching the unemployment rate. Um, and we're watching affordability is the other thing that we're watching. Because, you know, we were doing an exercise where if you look out 30 years, right, and you had 6% appreciation forever, like the $300,000 house is $750,000. Like, that means our children will not be able to buy houses at that. So if we want to have affordability in the future, our market has to adjust some way. For sure. And, uh, you know, Austin is one of the worst. You know, we yeah. went up the most during during this last run-up. I mean, at one point, I think we were up over 51%. Um, mm. year over year in some neighborhoods. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at uh, all these listings that are sitting there. And uh, I think we went, we jumped from about 10,000 active listings to 11,000 in about 10 days um, compared to about 3,300 earlier this year. And uh, and then at the same time, you've got 2,500 of those last week that had a price reduction. That's right. 
So um, it's tough. You know, I had a conversation with a seller and I just said, take a guess at how many homes you have that are similar to yours that are for sale in a 1.5 mile radius around you. And they said, I don't know. I said, 101. Mm-hmm. And they went, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, it's a... Uh, that's it's, so it's, good though. And if you want to be the next, and, and there are not, and we're not getting any showings, nobody's selling mm-hmm. anything, you know, nothing right. is mm-hmm. selling. So it's like, do you need to be the the best one? Well, you know, when I started in 2009, the mantra was it's a price war and a beauty contest. That's right. And somewhere around 2012, we stopped saying that on the listing mm-hmm. appointments, yeah. at, least mm-hmm. in, at least in Austin. Yeah, same and yep. that is back. You know, mm-hmm. it is a price war and a beauty contest. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're... Um, I don't know what you guys are doing for individual listings, uh, but, you know, we are walking every listing again, yep. um, looking to see what needs to be done because we've only got, we only have one shot, you know, and the, yeah. and the listings that went on 30, 40 days ago, they're the ones that are going to suffer the most because That's they're right. so stale right now. Our market has been, it's picking up a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. been dead for mm-hmm. for the last month. I mean, we've sold almost nothing. Um, and it's, that's scary, a scary situation for a lot of our sellers who are like already moved, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I was having a conversation today on a $400,000 house. So rates this week, as we're recording this, um, Mm -hmm. are now above seven, uh, for a lot of credit scores and programs. Uh, and so the three month difference in just interest rate on a $400,000 house is a $600 difference in payment to a buyer. $600 in three months, right? That's so much. And so that's a car payment. On, yes. The only that's like way a really nice to, car payment. the only way to combat that is price, right? That's the only way to combat that. So I, I think, you know, it was interesting. I did a, um, a recruiting event in Raleigh. We're, um, we're expanding to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I had five, uh, five empire building listeners show up at the recruiting Woo-hoo. event. Uh, to meet me. So that was awesome. I love, I love that. And what they said is, you know, we want a leader that is certain in terms of what's Mm -hmm. going on in the market. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for what, for our listeners that are leading, that are building businesses, first and foremost, you need to have a game plan of, of certainty. So a lot of what Seychelles is talking about, a lot of what, what Wendy's talking about is that they are watching their market they know what their market's doing and then they know what needs to be said and what needs to be done to get there. So what I would love is for us to move the conversation to tactfully, what are we doing right now to lead, to guide our company, to lead our agents, um, to ensure that uh, we're able to navigate this? This may be an unpopular opinion of the first thing to do, but I'm going to say it, which is if you have a business coach that has not been through a shift before, then your business coach either needs to be talking to someone that has been through a shift like this before, or your business coach needs to change. And that person needs to have been through a shift before, because if you haven't been through it and your whoever's coaching you or leading you hasn't been through it, I'm not saying abandon your team lead. I'm saying whoever's leading the team, like you need to be talking to people that have been through this before. And one of the most helpful things when we were in the last shift is to make sure we're building relationships with people that have been through uncertain times like this before. And so number one, 
double check your cell phone, double check who's talking and pouring into you. Who are the people you're talking to on a regular basis that have been through this to help guide you so that you can turn around and be certain with your team that you're giving solid advice and looking at the right metrics to help it. And for me, that was Trey Williams sat down with me with coffee once a week with my PL and a red pen. I'd never done that before. I'd never been through a shift like this before. And that was the first thing for me was just leadership with a cup of coffee leading me on my PL. So find your blind yeah. spots, ask people what your blind spots are and get a mentor or a coach or a leader in that area to help you ask the right questions to get through there. I love that Seychelle. That's so smart. And, you know, I'm so thankful to Trey. Never, um, I don't know him that well, but that guy. He's amazing. Yeah. Inspired amazing. so much wisdom in you and you've been able to pass that on. So yeah, so never, never, to him a never underestimate awesome. the power of yeah. a, yeah, of a, of a, of a conversation. Um, and so a lot of you, we were talking about this before we started recording, but a lot of you, including me are very optimistic and, um, it's a, optimism is a wonderful trait for an entrepreneur. In fact, you have to have a certain amount of optimism to be an entrepreneur because it's sort of scary and unknown. Because you have to be crazy enough. The sky is falling. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I think of of the four of us, for sure, I'm the most optimistic of of Mm -hmm. all of us. And, um, and yet this is a time to understand your behavior style and put your black hat on. You know, Mm I, 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 uh, not recently, but maybe a little bit later than these guys really came to the conclusion that, you know, this isn't going to, this isn't going to, we're not going to get over this in the spring. Mm -mm. This is going to be a multi-year event with cascading Mm -hmm. dominoes that we don't, we don't know about. And it could include, Mm -hmm. um, you know, continuing the recession. We could be at war with Russia. The thing about the thing about the economy is, is we don't we have we we're not smart enough. Human beings are never smart enough to take things to their like linear conclusion. And so, if you are optimistic, I really encourage you to put your black hat on and say, okay, what? How am I going to get through two, three, four, five years of this? And I don't want to discourage anyone because. Believe me, none of you guys are leaving the business. You're going to continue to mm-hmm. listen to this podcast and we are going to get mm-hmm. you through it. Okay. So yes. those of you that are having yes. doubts right now, we are going to get you through it. You're going to come through better, stronger leaders and your team is going to yep. be more incredible and you're going to take market share, but you got to get real and get right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, we were talking about this and I, I'm seeing a lot of people post, like, it's not as bad as we think it is. Like, it's a great, you know, like almost trying to change like what's actually happening. The reality. Instead mm-hmm. of instead of looking reality in the face. And I think mm-hmm. that you got to be really, it, when I see that, I typically know that that person didn't go through the last shift because uh-huh. anyone that did knows how to adjust quickly. To mm-hmm. speed, speed, we want to lean into speed right now. Um, time is our enemy on everything. Okay. Meaning if you don't, if sellers don't make an adjustment on price fast enough, time is the enemy. Okay. If you, as the leader, if you, as the agent, if you, as the realtor, don't look reality in the face right now and say that the market is different and then also be the voice of reason to our clients saying it is different. Okay. Um, meaning, and it has, it has adjusted, it has shifted. It is not all rainbows. It, this is hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be posting as if trying to change what's actually happening. Look it in the face and say that this is, 
this is the reality. And that that's what Wendy's saying by putting on your black hat is do not think overly optimistic about what's going on right now. Because when you do that, your actions are going to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. And that's scary, right? So your actions that's actually, of, of, of spending, that's del- your that's actions delusion. of not doing the things. Yes. Yeah, that's actually delusional. Yeah. But you, you're going to yep. mistake it as optimistic. But you're actually mm. just not in reality. It's delusional. Well, and and what's kind of tough is it's hard to know when to pull back, cut expenses, and and then also do what you're saying, Sarah, which is to lean into speed, which is to rush forward with new marketing campaigns and take territory. And there's a real push pull there, and I, I I feel certain that I know I know my organizations are feeling it. We had a conversation mm-hmm. yesterday with my director of operations and my director of finance, and there's a real push pull there because our you know my director of finance, her job is to you know, make sure that the money's in the good place and the director of operations, she's also in charge of, of making sure that we get more leads. So that's tough. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to be clear for our listeners, I'm talking about speed to action of your current business. I'm not right. actually talking about speed yeah. to adding. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm that's, saying speed yeah. to getting a price adjustment, speed, speed to talking to more people. Right now you have to talk to more people to have the same amount of sales. That's right. Speed to adjusting your time, the way that you're time blocking to ensure that you're lead generation generating more with your time. Um, I'm not actually referring to speed of, of new marketing campaigns. Um, you do need to be very careful with that right now. Right. And, and kind of like I, as you guys are talking, you're giving such great information. My brain is immediately putting it into like a, a hierarchy, right? And it's like, number one, get real with your expenses. Number two, get your cash position in check to know what you have Mm -hmm. and how long you can last. Number three, immediately change your activity and understand that you may have to do double or triple what you're currently doing activity-wise to get the exact same results and build a bunker, literally a big giant wall fortress around the results you need to get and the activity you need to get. And then what Wendy was saying is number four, which would be then double down on what's working well and get ahead of it by reinvesting. But don't do that until you've done steps one, two, Mm -hmm. and three. That's good. Um, and That's then good. number yeah. four, second. And I'm actually, yeah. I'm laughing over here because Wendy's is over here saying she's the most optimistic, but I would also argue Wendy is the, one of the um, most direct communicators on our podcast. Like you, you can get straight to the heart of an issue. And I'm laughing over here because I actually think I might be the most pessimistic one, but I happen to be the nicest delivery. <laughs> so sometimes I'm filter. telling you that you filter. are like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, girl, you're heading towards like a six foot hole, but I'm going to tell you it really nice. And like, <laughs> I'm like, you're about to lose your shirt, but I'm going to tell you in a really nice way. But I, I probably like, if you, if you look at how I've handled our family situations and everything, like I look at everything with a really deep, dark black hat. I'm not like a doomsdayer, but I do look at everything with that like yeah. really black yeah. hat. And so I'm kind of like, Oh, it's going to get worse before it gets better real bad. And then I'm going to be pleasantly surprised and it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so let, let's talk um more about that act action actions act, and activities yes. that mm-hmm. need to change, mm-hmm. right? So um I, I did something I haven't done in years this week, uh, which um I don't know, our ISAs are now our organization has gotten quite um it's not horizontal, it's vertical. Okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of people in between me That's and right. our ISA department uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, hierarchy. You had to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, uh, last week I said, I'm, I'm 
told my EA, block my account, take everything off my calendar. I'm going to be with the ISAs and our inside sales team who is on the phone, booking appointments, talking to buyers, seller, buyer, buyers and sellers uh, for at least two days. And so I had the opportunity mm. to do that um, this week, which was actually so fun. Can I just say? So fun. I yeah. So fun. I you looked fun. so like no, at ease and I, comfortable. Yeah. You looked like yeah. really pumped to be yeah. there too, which is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I love, I mean, if I take another job, I'm the ISA. In my in my in my organization, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I love it. Seriously, I had this guy yeah. calls and he's like, "If you send me one more piece of dang mail, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna like report you or something like that." And I said, "Sir, the reason I'm sending you so much mail is because I want to help you." And he was like, <laughs> "What?" And I said, "I want to help you." And I said, "You your house didn't sell before, and I know how to get it sold. We specialize in homes that didn't sell before. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why I'm sending you so much mail is because of my heart to, to serve you." I said, "When can I come over um, and help you?" And he booked the appointment with me, and the <laughs> ISAs were like, the, the ISAs were complete shock, like what just happened? And I'm like, "You've got to turn the negative into positive." Turn like, the negative. Yes. Right. I'm like, yeah. the reason we're mailing them so much is because we want to help them. Of course. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah. what? And I'm like, that was so much I fun. Love that. that was so much fun. <laughs> so what did, did you, you like out? drop? Did you drop the phone like a mic after that? No. I feel like that's when you're like, and phone drop. I was like, this is leadership It does take a bit of stamina though. It, it does. does. Yes. It does. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what, that's what yeah. you have to work up to. Yeah. Well, Lately, my world has been in leadership development, which is like years and years of wins. It takes like multiple years to like, okay, yeah. I did a good mm-hmm. job with this leader, right? So that mm-hmm. little win on the phone was like, man, I needed that. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sarah's running exactly. around the office high five and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ringing her bell. Yes, that is what happened. <laughs> so, so what I learned is um, a lot of people need help. <laughs> First and foremost, mm-hmm. like there are a lot of sellers and a lot of buyers that want to make a move, don't know how because they're not being guided correctly. And so first and foremost, I think this idea that there isn't enough business is false. Um, mm-hmm. There is, there absolutely will be less home sales. And though the ones that are motivated to sell, that are motivated to move need us. And they need us to be making our calls and they need us to be telling them we know how to help them and how to guide them and to get in front of them. So number one, um, I think my ISAs in particular were sort of in this mindset of like, oh, there's less people, less sales. And really, you know, we turned it around and just said, no, there's more people that need our help is really what it is. We're more needed right now than ever before. When you are an expert and you know how to guide a seller, you are so needed right now. Mm-hmm. So, so needed. I, I love that. And we I all, just wrote it down. all of That's us. Great. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, and, and we're all educators, like, you know, the, the three of us here. And of course, Via yes. is, is the queen of, of mm-hmm. educating people. Mm-hmm. And um, we really need to lean into that now. So looking at how do we connect with people and give yep. them real valuable information that they can use, not fluff like Sarah is saying, not saying like, oh, it's going to get better and trick people into buying houses mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, let's get real. And really getting good at 
finding people who are motivated because, you know, I can remember um, when I started in 2009, the first time home buyer tax credit was in place. And so Ooh. a lot of the, 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 the uh, folks I worked with was first time home buyers. And what we did, what happened with that tax credit is, is there was a huge spike for those years. It was like 2009, yeah. 2010, huge spike in first time home buyers. And that actually stole from those first time home buyers in the future. That's right. So it literally 2011, there were a lot less mm -hmm. first time home buyers. And that's how the world works. Like we can't create more buyers and sellers. And so these low interest rates have artificially created, have mm -hmm. artificially stolen these, mm -hmm. a lot of first time home buyers, mm -hmm. honestly, a yeah. lot of first time home buyers from the, the future. future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's Back just what future. happened. That's why, yeah. that's why sales have gone up. And, um, and so we just have to understand that and get back to the basics. So one of the things that we did, um, you guys know this, is we did a little campaign for first-time homebuyers, okay? Because I know that a lot of the first-time homebuyers that are um, here in the Austin, Texas area, they're going to need a lot of handholding. It's just like Sarah said, they gonna, they're going to need a lot of help. It's not going to be a split decision mm -hmm. about, oh, I'm just going to buy a house. Why not? Everybody else is doing it. They're going to require a lot of handholding. So we had a little competition on our team where we just said, let's go on coffee appointments. Okay. Everybody was required to go on a minimum of two coffee appointments in 10 days. And I said to my admin team, you can take time off. You can do whatever you need to do to do that. And what that did is they brought a first-time homebuyer book with them. And um, they, during the middle of the coffee, they just said, hey, there's this new book out from Keller Williams. Who do you know that might be a good fit for it? So we ended up getting 40, 40 names from that. We went on 66 mm -hmm. appointments. We got 40, 40 first-time homebuyer names. We're mm -hmm. going to have a first-time homebuyer seminar for those 40 people. And literally, I feel like we're going we're gonna to move them from, you know, like stop yeah. to stop to stop yeah. to stop to yeah. stop. And then in yeah. 18 months or two years when they're ready, they're going to pull the trigger. That's right. And it's going to be yep. with us. Yeah. Yep. I love that. For us, it's, so what I'm loving that we're hearing is, right, it's, there are a ton of different ways that you can get more business, right? You can get on the phones more, you can get face-to-face -face more. For us, it's um, actually talking to more builders. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so the first thing we've done is, you know, all those builders that didn't want us and like we're trying to screw it around us for years, right? And don't bring your agent. Well, now all of a sudden they're inviting us all to pool parties, right? Well, <laughs> I don't need their pool party, but you know oh, what I would Dallas. like is their listing. I know. I know. Are you getting invited to any pool parties, Sarah? Because I'm not. No. They're inviting no. us all their pool parties. You're not? No? Okay. Well, Dallas up here, we're getting invited to pool well, parties. When they, when they like now. were shooting like bow and arrows <laughs> at us, like, you know, yeah. two years ago, they were like, get out of here. We'll skirt around your buyer and steal them from you. And you're like, thank yes. you, sir. Can I have some more? For sure. Uh, put me on your list still. Um, well, now <laughs> they actually need us. And so we just put six builder listings on the market last week, right? And now yeah. like we're taking our professionalism and our marketing and we understand how to work with agents, how to network with them, right? They, they've told all these agents to go away. Well, now they need them and they've royally like ticked a lot of the population off because they've been so mean to them for six, eight years. And so we've actually said, let us take on the agent relationships. Let us list your listings for you. Let us deal with all the agent inquiries and we'll help sell the properties to the agents and do the open houses for the um, unrepresented buyer leads. 
And then you um, can work with the unrepresented buyers that walk into your you know, shop and they don't have to deal with the agents. And we've already had two offers and six, you know, out of the six, we've already had two offers on them in a week when they, when they're trying to get these sold by December, well, we'll have these sold by, you know, end of October. Um, but it's, it's an opportunity. So get creative and think like, where do I enjoy doing business? What am I actually willing to do? And how can I, how can I be creative in solving a need or a problem that exists out there? That's good. That's good. Say, I think and I know we need a wrap, but I think that the the big thing the big thing here is when a shift occurs, you must talk to more people. Like that that's the the bottom yes. line. Like if I could make it as basic as basic can get, you have to talk to more prospects, to more buyers right. and sellers to navigate through. And so one of the things I, I learned when I was making calls was how much time our ISAs spend after they book an appointment. So I, I booked an appointment. And I would give it to one another ISA because I didn't want, I wasn't booking it. I was booking it to learn and right. to be, be with them. And so I would give it to the other ISA and I gave it to one of our new ISAs. And I said, okay, I'll stand here while you do the next steps um, after the appointments booked." And it took 30 minutes. And I looked at my director of ISA inside sales and I said, okay, we got to immediately hire VAs that will do all of these items, these 30 minutes of items, because we can't navigate this shift if our mm-hmm. ISAs aren't talking to more people. They have to talk to more people. And so I think that everyone that's listening needs to know to do the same amount of sales or to grow, you must, must, must talk to more people, mm-hmm. get in front of more people that have the same amount of sales. I love that. That's love so smart. That. And uh, part of the problem is, is, is we've all kind of gotten lazy about doing that yes. these last couple of years yes. for two reasons. One, we've just been answering the phone, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is because of COVID. So mm-hmm. um, you guys need to get out and get, you know, get on the phone, get belly to belly with people. Yep. Uh, open up your sphere database and just start doing what you do best, which is talking and meeting with people and kind of get out of this COVID mindset, which is we're going to stay in our house all day. Because I can tell you uh, the best way to create sales is to change the energy. So whatever mm-hmm. that looks like on your team, you got to change the energy. You got to get people That's out right. talking to people. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yep. My, my favorite line in, in closing is the market doesn't determine if we are successful. It determines how we are successful. Yes. And so have your mindset that you will be successful, but the how must change. The how must change. So in closing, look at how you are doing business. Take what we shared shared on this podcast a lot of gold nuggets. I took multiple notes from Wendy mm-hmm. and say, and, and take those and change the how. You will be successful as long as you change the how. So get out there, have a, a big business, but don't forget in the midst of this to have a big life, which means you got to take some time off in the midst of this too. I, I, I'm leaning it on our sales team saying, make sure you have at least one day off to make sure that your mindset is in the right place to where you can pour into your clients. So big business and at the same day, time. Have a big life. Thank you guys for joining us today. Bye Bye, guys. Bye guys.